Hi friends, welcome to Intuitively Her Podcast, where we talk about spirituality, personal development, psychology, anything metaphysical, and whatever you need to transform your life. Hi friends, welcome back to Intuitively Her Podcast. I have a special guest today. Her name is Annie Gonzalez. She's an actress and a mindfulness advocate. She's an awesome friend of mine, and I'm happy to have her here. Hey, Annie, what's up, girl? <laughs> Yay, what up, girl? Happy to be here. Thank Thanks. you. Thank you of so course. much. Of course. Thanks for being here. So give us a little background about you, Annie. Where are you from? Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. Um, I'm born and raised in East LA. Okay, East I. You feel me, mm-hmm. LA girls? We made it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, been in the industry since I was a kid. Um, I love performing and sharing and being a vessel and being a storyteller. You know, so this this is just one of the mediums that I get to do it in and. And I'm grateful for this platform that I have. Um, I've been slowly but surely been um, diving in more into like mental health advocacy and figuring out tools to help better serve, you know, the community that we grew up Mm -hmm. in just because I feel like there's such a stigma around it when it comes to black and brown households. So that's definitely and I know that's one of your like driving purposes as is it's one of mine. You know, that's probably why we definitely connect. I love it. So, um, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. So wait, so you're in the show Hamptified, right? Give us a little, a little background I about am. that. Like, that's so awesome. <laughs> that's amazing. I just seen you just grow so much. So with like, for the last few months, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. I'm so grateful. I am so, so grateful to be a part of that beautiful show that has so many strong pivotal messages for the Latino community and just the film community and humanity in general, just showing the world that we've been here. We're not going anywhere and we have something worth offering, you know, whether to, to the world. Mm-hmm. And I think that we, it needs to be broadcast. It needs to be, there needs to be a platform for it because it's, it's I think this show is empowering a lot of people to step into their power yes. and to continue to tell to tell their story, you know? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Oh, I love the show. Thank you for watching it. I'm giving it a shout out. For sure, girl. So wait, you're you're Lydia, you're the that's your name, right? On that I, show. Yes, I play Lydia in the show. She is a strong Chicana feminista who is a college graduate. She went to Stanford University and she's from the hood. So she's a hood girl too. Mm -hmm. And she sees that her community is worth pouring back into. So she goes back from Stanford, goes back to East LA and teaches at the community college and is with her longtime boyfriend, Eric, who's also, you know, a hood dude from the community. Mm -hmm. And I think for her, it's, it's, just like the show, it's very much a love letter to Boyle Heights. I think her character pays homage to to the beauty and the culture that's there and sees that it's worth pouring back into and uplifting. So ugh, I've just it's been an honor to fucking play. I her love man. that. That's amazing. How did you get a role so close to your like so close to home, you know? Like that's that was perfect. Like how did you 
Yo, like, that was like God given. Right? Like it was meant for you. It sounds like it's like wow. Like just you know, in East LA, like it's a whole character. That's awesome. Yeah, I so I've been acting, I mean, like literally since I was a kid, like eight, eight or nine years old. And <laughs> I've known the creators for a while. I knew Linda Yvette Chavez, who's one of the co-creators of the oh. show, um, since I was about nineteen. And when this project came out, um, they were like, we, you know, they both feel, you know, obviously they can't promise anything, but they were like, we really, you know, we would love to find a way for you to be a part yeah. of it. And I was like, yeah, I'll audition, whatever. <laughs> and then when I, I had originally went out for the lead role, Anna, mm-hmm. and, and it was, and while I was in the room auditioning, I was like, okay, like I could do this. This is cool. But something about it wasn't, I didn't feel fit of it, you know? And then the, the creators were like, well, what about Lydia? And they asked me to do a read for Lydia. And I was like, oh, this fits like a glove. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. That's so oh, cool. So grateful. That's really, that's really, that's like I said, it's like you're able to really truly do something you love and, and uh, really grow from it. That's awesome. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And the ways that I have, man, I feel like I was able to, between the relationship, such a, interesting on again off again relationship that I was able to find a lot of healing in playing her because it felt like a relationship very close to my mother and father Mm -hmm. I found so much forgiveness healing for their relationship and for my upbringing where I was able to finally see my parents as people and not these you know these parental figures that you glorify like you're my mom you're supposed to never do any wrong it's like oh wow but before you were my mom you were a woman and a human who had needs and wants and just wanted to be held at the end of the day and so it it helped me find a lot oh my god I love that I I I don't know why I heard I think it was on a show or something but like they're saying like your parents are people too like like they're just people Mm -hmm. like we're we yeah we definitely we're just so hard on them and it sucks because that plays such a big role like in our life like our relationship with our parents is like sets the tone for the rest so it's amazing to find healing in any way possible because you could take your power back yep yes yes definitely so what have you been doing during these times like what have you been can you share some tools or any advice to my people about how to feel balanced during these times like the current climate, you know? <laughs> I feel... I know, right? I'm like... Ugh. I love it. No, I love it, though, because um, you're so deep. Like, oh, like it's going to come from the heart. I love that. Keep, keep going, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I feel right now during these times, the thing that keeps coming to mind is presence in the present moment you know there's so much uncertainty and I think with the normalcy we had prior to this which you know in reality like what the fuck is normal Mm -hmm. anyway you know we create the norm every the normalcy that we had it felt like it felt like we were on train tracks always on the hustle and bustle and it's like at least you knew where you were going I think I think this debunked the false security we had in reality, you know, because we there we there's never really any any structure to this life thrown off at the drop of a dime, and I think this is just a testament to mm-hmm. that. 
And this time right now has shown us that we really don't need to consume as much as, as much as we thought. Mm-hmm. And it's more about human interaction and connection. And I think it's also showing us that connection can come in so many ways. We're being forced now to tap into a vibration more than an instant gratification of everybody being together and being on their phones. Mm-hmm. You know, now it's like people are being forced to be brought together via Zoom and FaceTime and house party. Yeah. I see people talking more. I see people meditating more. I see people creating art more in tandem with a bunch of tragedy that is happening. I'm not saying all this just like, well, now it's, you know, we're in a kumbaya. No, yeah. And it's fine. Like, yes, there's a lot of tragedy happening. Thousands and thousands of people are dying. But at the same time, it almost feels like something larger than ourselves Mm -hmm. because Mother Earth is healing. It's there's a lot going on and a lot being brought to light. And the things that have been helping me is I've been I've instilled a daily practice, which I which I've pretty much done before this quarantine was I, I start off every morning with um, my mantras, my meditation, my affirmation mm-hmm. and, and, um, and mm-hmm. yoga. And within this quarantine, especially now that I have such a large following and a platform on social media, I'm like, how can I now accept all this following in this interesting mm-hmm. time? Right. And then not take it in vain. How do I use it to help better the greater good of the collective and my boyfriend was talking to me and he had told me how I inspired him to start writing in a journal and we've talked about it before because I'm like I think it's really powerful when you're starting to feel a little too crowded in your head to write it down Mm -hmm. uh, you know or 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 speak it out loud I'm such a verbal processor so for me sometimes I just need someone to soundboard off Mm -hmm. of but obviously when you can't have that (laughs) You know, you got to you got to write it down just to get it out of your your physical, like just get it out, throw it out there. And when I talked to him about it, he's always been very resistant. And this last time he came to me and he was like, thank you. I started writing in the journal, you know, and I was like, what? That's amazing. What you know, how did how did that happen? He's like, well, you know, I used to think I needed to have a structure. And then then I just was like, fuck it. I'm just going to write whatever I feel because that's what's, what's important, mm-hmm. right? Like it, writing how you feel, you know, it's not necessarily what you've done, but the way it made you feel. And I'm like, yeah, babe, that's amazing. What came to, how did you come to that realization? He was like, well, you helped me with that. Mm-hmm. And then I've seen how many, I know I was, I was like, yeah. oh my God, that's so sweet. I didn't even know that I had that impact. Yeah. And then I've been seeing how many other people have reached out. Like I've seen the way that you've done this and now in this book or because I've seen you persevere in this way, I'm going to do this. And I was like, what if I was intentional with this? And I, cause I know the hardest thing right now is just starting, you know, because yeah. once you're in the flow, you're in a flow, but just to get yourself to take that first step, most gratifying thing. So I've started this thing called, um, meaningful mornings on my Instagram account. Oh yeah. What's where your I handle? walk people through. Yeah. Oh, um, a Gonzalez or what is my handle? Annie Gonzalez, Annie G Gonzalez, A N N I E G G O N Z A L E. Awesome. Sorry. This is amazing though. Cause I love that you did this. So it's called mindful mornings or meaningful, mornings? Uh, meaningful mornings. Yes. And it is, it starts at 9am and it usually goes till about 930, maybe 945 if I'm feeling excited. Mm -hmm. And we start off with a saging and a mantra 
that I do for every close for every opening of the ceremony and every closing. And it, it I think it just helps create a safe space more so. I mean, you know, especially for myself, mm-hmm. but for everyone watching, because I am being very vulnerable. I'm reading, I'm literally reading my journal entries for the morning yeah. and w- walking them through how I came to the realization and maybe the, the problem that I had or the, that I posed and then, certain solutions or just practices to help me move through said problem or question. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, because I feel like sometimes we think like, oh, I need to solve the thing. And maybe you don't need to solve it. You just need to understand it mm. and then find different ways to work. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's beautiful. Yay. So journaling. So We'll join you on your meaningful mornings to get details on that. For sure. Yes. Yes. That's awesome. And okay. Another another thing I'd like to sh- ask is, um, I mean, this goes along with this, what you just said, but how do you know when you're in alignment? How do you feel when you're, when you're um, in your own like high vibration? What does that feel like to any? Hmm. It feels like peace. It feels like stillness. It feels like fresh, fresh air. It feels clear. When I'm tapped in, one of the hardest things for me is being able to recognize alignment without identifying with it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I feel like often it's easy for me to, to get there because I've been able to feel the vibration and because I practice so much, I, I can get there, but to sometimes to live there sometimes is, is, has been more of um, something that I'm working on without the identity of it, you know, cause the truth is nothing is ours, you know? Yes. And they like, so my thing is my visual that I always give myself is I have my ego to my left. I have my, um, higher self to my right and my humanity in the middle. Mm. And I utilize all three when need be, you know, I flow through them. Yes. I love that. Yeah. That's, that's balance. That sounds like balance for me. That sounds beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> No, thank you. Um, also, how do you practice having your heart open? What does that feel like to you? What is, I feel like, you know, you know, on social media, it's like, it's okay to be a savage and like not give a fuck and stuff. So like, my question is, mm-hmm. how do you get yourself out of that toxicity? Because, I mean, we're, we all have our own ways, but like, I'm saying like, I guess, yeah, like, how do you practice not feeling like, to have to be cold to be or survive through dating or or any type of relationships that we have how do you practice by being soft and opening your heart because it's so easy to like it's like get a, get caught up in our own world and and just be really guarded and and I feel like it's so important like you said with our humanity to really have our heart open right now so I'm asking all my guests that I have on um, on my show just how do they practice having their heart open Hmm. I think it's, it's first and foremost, it's with being open and having 
compassion and empathy for myself. I think when we see those people who who do f- seem who do feel like they need to be guarded or you know have this false sense of like security in their in their bluntness and like I don't give a fuck this is just how I am. Mm-hmm. It's they're so much harder on themselves than they are on anyone else. Mm. At least that's that's from what I've seen, you know, yeah. and I for me I'm like I don't I don't operate from there like I think I'm beautiful. Mm-hmm. I think I'm, and, and not just for the physical, because I understand that that doesn't matter. I think that I'm kind. I think I'm smart. I think I'm loving. And I'm only able to see you as far as I can see myself. So if I'm able to practice that, I'll always be able to see the beauty in you. It's so funny. I was talking about this on my meaningful mornings. We're always talking about on this path to, to higher self and enlightenment. We're always like, okay, well, this is what's wrong with me. And I need to fix this. And I need to fix that. And I need to fix this. But the truth is your higher self is obsessed with everything that is right with you. Mm. Lately has been like challenging people to see what do you like, instead of saying what's wrong with me, mm-hmm. right? Because we hear that all the time saying what's right with me. And if you're able to recognize more th- recognize more of that vibration chances are you'll be able you'll give other people permission to do that like as you let your light shine you unconsciously allow others to do the same so instead of trying to go based off of what you see in the media and how everyone else is reacting around you you create the vibration start it off and at first people will be confused but they'll either have no choose to follow suit or fall out of line you know Mm -hmm. And, and that's okay. It just, it teaches you more of who you are and what you want to attract. Definitely. I love that. So do you, yeah. So bottom line, I think the way I openness is practicing compassion for myself, being open and loving with myself. Yes. What does self-love look like? Mm, see for me. <laughs> Self-love sometimes, oh, all the time, looks like a bubble bath. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Do you put any essential oils? Oh, yeah, girl. I put some Mm -hmm. um, Epsom salt and some lavender drops up in there. Okay. A little coconut oil, you know. Yeah. Oh, coconut. I love coconut oil. Right? Yes. You know what? I honestly don't take that many baths as I really should, but um, self-love for me, looks like just going out in nature daily just to keep myself grounded. I'm a very outdoorsy mm. person. And, and being indoors, it's been really like a whole different, like, yeah, it's a whole test in myself. But to just shift my focus on rather than I'm inside, but what can I do while I'm inside? And, and you know, just be grateful. Like, I feel like a lot of the times we can get lost in, like, the fear base or the stress or the worry. But I just... Like I said, I just um, meditate, I breathe, I, I, I record podcasts. I've been recording so many podcasts now. I'm able to connect with people virtually now that people are home, you know? So it's just forced a different dimension and paradigm for all of us to adapt to. And it's it's pretty crazy. It's exciting. Like, in a way, I guess I'm just mm-hmm. not, we're not, I'm not disregarding the loss. I, I'm sending love to them. But on the other, like you said, on the other aspect of it, we have to see it for just rebirth and rebuilding and like it's paradoxical paradoxical nature right like the yin and yang the the polar opposites have to exist for one to be the other like you know we wouldn't know the dark without the light that kind of vibe (laughs) yeah no totally i 
I totally agree. I think I think it's definitely possible to hold space for both, you know, and both be equally as important depending on who you're talking to. Yeah, definitely. I love that. So also, <laughs> so I, when, when I record podcasts, I love to just like free flow and just act like it's, you know, it's a conversation. So yeah, it's, I, had, I had also one of my friends ask that she wanted to hear me talk about sexual energy to one of my guests on here. So um, when I say sexual energy, what comes to mind? And it can be interpreted in any way, like with divine and masculine and like divine feminine and masculine energy or the sexual energy of manifestation, like the sacral energy or like, and it can go in all realms. Like we're open here too. I love it. Yeah. Sexual energy. It's so funny. (laughs) There's so many like flashes of visuals that come to my mind. Mm -hmm. Um, me and my friends were talking about like desire sexually and like we were first okay so let me let me take back <laughs> we were talking about if, if whether or not we watched porn and yeah. I was like meh not really my thing because you can tell it's such a put on performance I'm like one of the things that I had practiced and I'm about to get real intimate right now I I had practiced because for myself, the term sexy and finding myself attractive was always, it's always been really hard for me. You know, I grew up being really overweight and didn't, and I, I didn't, at this time, I didn't understand that sexy is so much more than the physical casing that we live in. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to find what that was. And I was like, well, if I want someone to be attracted to me, I need to be attracted to myself. So I remember I filmed myself masturbating <laughs> and then I wanted to see if I could get turned on by like to myself yeah no <laughs> for sure <laughs> oh and I did and I like learned that I was like oh sexy. Yeah. is so powerful because it is so much more than just than just like oh she's hot like she's sexy like I want to fuck yeah there's it's it's an it's an animal magnetism it's desire it is the masculine and feminine is the alpha and omega it is pain (laughs) and pleasure yeah I find like and and I think that's when you're in tune with your hypersexual energy like you are you're in tune with the divine and then therefore it's easier to manifest because you really understand desire in a way that isn't tied down to just sex. Hmm. Like being able to be aroused by, you know, like tapping into that, that sacral chakra and being able to touch yourself like, and really like, love that there like what the power that that can be harnessed there you know definitely I feel like because you know our heart you know it's releasing an electromagnetic field right so it's like pushing up further so imagine like that energy happening down in that sacred energy and it like it really allows our thoughts and our intentions to manifest quicker in the physical that's I, I kind of see it like a process like that that's like the activation you know the that feeling you know that that gut feeling I don't know like when you're excited that you have it and it's happening yeah. like <laughs> that's powerful in your heart and your heart's you know pumping fast you're sweating like whatever it is but it's it's definitely stimulates an energy that really 
push it forward or your intention like it's like or I guess your manifestation quicker um I mean so I've heard I don't know <laughs> just kidding <laughs> <laughs> so I've heard yeah whatever girl I don't know girl <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I totally once you're able to connect with that. And then you're able to see like people differently. Like just because you can be attracted to someone doesn't mean that like you know what I mean? I think you, you tend to understand the power of not giving in to the physical because there's so much more left to the magic of the vibration, you mm-hmm. know, versus thinking you need to jump in and and give in to the the desires of flesh because physical is so much more powerful. I know there's I, there's relationships with certain people in my life that I've had that I'm like, "Oh, wow, like there's we have reached the vibration of what it feels like to be intimate and make love without having to even have touched." Wow. That's that's powerful it just shows intimacy is beyond the physical definitely amen and so is that sexual energy yes exactly exactly it's it's beyond just having sex it's uh it's the yeah it's the purpose of it (laughs) is there anything else you'd like to share (laughs) just everyone take care of yourself during this time be kind to yourself. Don't feel pressure to produce or do anything other than what is feeling good to your vibration at the moment. Allow yourself space to heal. And when you're ready, pick yourself up and practice the tools that help you become the best version of yourself in any moment. I love that. That's so beautiful. I felt that. And that resonated with my heart. Good, good. Hell yeah. Then that's for you. That was for you then, Mama. Thanks for your time, girly. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me on. Of course. Of course. I'll I'll see you around on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) All right, baby girl. Take care, love. Thank you. Okay. Bye. If you like what you heard, please feel free to share this message. Send it to whoever you think would be inspired. My purpose for Intuitively Her podcast is to share diverse knowledge and how to apply it in our daily lives. I'm sending you all love. Thank you for your time.